I'm Brooks. And I'm Dan. And it's after work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day, like how I collect snakes. I'm starting my own whiskey business. Uh, that's a good name for a team, by the way, whiskey business. Uh, I'm starting my own whiskey business where I make whiskey out of snake venom. You know, whiskey, snake venom whiskey. It's not a thing yet, but I'm hoping it will be a thing, John, uh, Dan. What? Dan, I'm hoping it will be a thing. <laughs> you know, whiskey made from snake venom. All right. You're cut off. What do you mean? You're done. Like that snake's this tail that I cut off? over. I tried a thing where I'd cut off the back of its tail and no. squeeze the venom out That's the not other venom. end. And it First didn't of work. all. All I got was some weird mouse bones. Ugh. Anyways. I'm sorry, that's my don't work podcast. Hey, Danielson, Jimson, mm-hmm. how are you doing this fine evening? I'm, I'm, I'm not talking slow to try and, you know, kill time Anyway, while we have not much to talk about today on this it. very special episode of <laughs> After Work with Dan Brooks. I'm still, I'm still stoked from this weekend's uh, D&D. Oh, well, yeah. We got to, we, in person this in month? In person. It was way better. Oh, my goodness. So much better in person. We uh, we finished up part of the quest where we had to f- go out and find uh, a cart that was stolen by a big giant ogre and some goblins. And uh, turns out one of those goblins was a werewolf. Werewolf goblin? Werewolf, they well, can be goblins? Uh, well, I mean, they can be werewolves, I too. I mean, any, it's, it's a world of magic. I guess so if, anything can happen. What if, like, a ogre got bit by a werewolf? Would it be, like, a giant werewolf? Or, like, an, what if an elephant got bit by a werewolf? All right. Would it turn into a giant <laughs> werewolf? Yes. Wow. What if it... Okay, but what if a werewolf is big... And an ogre's huge. Okay. So when it turns into a werewolf, it shrinks. Well, where's all that extra flesh go? I'm starting to. This you is know. magic. Okay. Stop so, thinking about size. Physics. I would think I got to build physics into everything because it's, it's what makes the world go around. And anyway, yeah. we were we were gonna sneak out there and and uh, attack them and get our stuff back that we were guarding that got stolen. Mm-hmm. And then we saw this werewolf and we're like, whoa! There's no way we're doing this. Because werewolves are tricky, I hear. Yeah. You can't hurt them without silver or magic. Nobody had any silver on them? Nope. And we didn't have enough magic stuff, so we went back to the town where we were staying at, and they got to getting a lot of stuff made in silver. And then we went back out there. and Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm Huh? Huh? I said, right as I was taking a drink, so Uh, I couldn't actually say words. So, (laughs) yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, Rebecca, Rebecca was uh, sick. She had an excused absence. She was uh, sick. She was sick this but D&D? Her, yeah, but her character was still there, and her character cut the head off of the werewolf with what? a big silvery axe. And brought it home? To well. Placed on the mantle? It turns out when a werewolf dies, it turns back into its normal form, which would just be a goblin head, which is boring. Oh. Nobody wants that around. There was a movie where somebody killed a werewolf and was like, oh, I killed a werewolf. And it's like, that just, what? That's Steve. <laughs> Why'd you kill, Why'd you Why'd you kill, kill Steve? Steve? <laughs> no, I swear, he was a werewolf. Uh, sure. 
Anyway, here's these magical silver handcuffs. <laughs> Put these on. So, uh, was she pretty stoked that her character was able to save the day? Yeah. When you told her about it? Oh, yeah. She seemed pretty excited. No. Um, I also got to see the miniatures that Alyssa painted up. Oh, yeah. They the, were the elusive good. miniatures. Pretty good. I mean, it's a lot of detail. I don't. I don't know how you have the patience to paint something so tiny. I yeah, such a tiny, tiny little paintbrush. Is that it? Just they like... have these little tiny paintbrush, and you got to do it like with a super bright light on it, and mm-hmm. you got to have like a big magnifying glass because these are small. Yeah, you can't just go for it. Connected. That was interesting. Yeah, what was that? Who was well, it? Just pretend like nothing happened. Well, and um, yeah, it was it was good. We it felt like we were kind of acting more our characters. You know, we had a big group, and so it was people were maybe not comfortable yet, and now we're really getting into the swing of it. Okay, so who? What's the total? What's the full group now for D and D on? We got Tony one, and Ashley Friday. T- Tony and Ashley. Is it Fridays or Saturdays? Saturday night. on uh, once a month. Yeah, and we got so we got Tony and Ashley, and then we got. Me, Dylan, and Rebecca, and then David, and then Alyssa's the GM. So that's a total of <laughs> five, six, six people. Players. Is that a lot? Yeah. A normal group is four. With the DM? No. A normal group okay. is four, and then one dungeon master. Mm-hmm. So six is a little, it's a little it, high, but it's make, not bad. Does that make campaigns last a little longer when it comes to... Not predict like having an extra player to do their thing. If there's a lot of stuff going on where there's a lot of people wanting to interact with stuff, then uh-huh. it can take longer because everybody wants to say something or do something or hit something or whatever. Can make combat a little slower because then you got to have more more bad guys. Since you're playing with your son, okay, you ever like uh, what's his character name and what's your character? That's a good question. His character's name is Pickle. And you're like, hey, Pickle, go clean your room. <laughs> no. Take out the trash, Pickle. No. My character's name is Grim. Okay. That's just an abbreviation. For Grimothy? <laughs> Gr- Gr- uh, I don't even know. what. <laughs> He's just Grim now. Okay. It's written on my character sheet. You got to bring that in sometime. Oh, it stays with them? It's digital. Okay. I, can, I mean, no, I we don't need to do that. Anyway, it's boring. No one wants to hear about... Well, uh, I hope next month uh, your wife will be feeling better and she can be a part. Yep. And uh, and there's that. Well, Dan, I hear a little fairy whispered in my ear earlier that uh, there was an email being sent to the podcast. This is the time of the show when your emails will be read on the show. Afterworkpod at gmail.com. And if you couldn't understand what he said, rewind a little bit, and I said it clearer. What about... Dan, who's the email from? From Jennifer. Jennifer. This is a follow-up. time. No see. Follow-up email from a couple of weeks ago. It says, oops, uh, sorry, the the title is Bread Cutouts. Okay. It says, oops, sorry, I was wrong about the egg bread cutout. Here's the toad in the hole dish. Bye-bye. Uh, that was it. And then here is a uh, picture of a toad in the hole. 
So a toad in the hole, or sausage toad, is a traditional English dish, dish consisting of sausages in Yorkshire pudding batter, Whoa. usually served with onion gravy oh. and vegetables. That sounds like way more that's needed for a delicious snack. Historically, the dish has also been prepared using other meats, such as rump steak and lamb's kidney. Wow. Now, I don't ever this remember having this as a child. This is England? So I don't even know where she got this. She's like, yeah, I used to feed you a kidney all the time. Lamb lamb's kidney. kidney. The f my favorite kind of kidney. Isn't kidney like... I don't even know what kidneys are, Dan. What's a kidney? It's not liver, which I'm, is what I was thinking. I think of kidneys as like... They're they're the knobby part in the middle of a child's leg. What? Kidneys. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, uh, that's good. Is that not what we're talking about? I thought we were talking about the organ. That's that, the organ? That filters your blood. Like oh, kidneys. You, so you do know what it is. And uh, they're they're in the shape of beans, mm -hmm. I believe. A kidney, they, like a they, kidney bean. They named they named kidneys the uh, organ after the bean. Yeah, the kidney bean. I assume they they're like that. Kind of looks like a kidney bean. Let's call them kidneys. Yep. Non-bean. Anyway, a hole in one or egg in a basket. Okay. Is uh, is much easier because you just cut a hole in toast. In a, actually, just in bread, plop an egg in there and fry it up. Flip it over. The end. But don't forget to fry also that little middle part Ooh. that you butter. You got to butter it. You got to butter both sides mm. of that bread, and you got that little piece of toast. That little piece, and you can take that little extra crispy fried piece, and you dip it right in that soft egg yolk. Oh, so I, good. I love it when the yolk of uh, an egg in a basket, as I like to call it, is mm -hmm. uh yeah is wet so you have you know it it can soak into uh, that bread. I say runny. I say Not wet. 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 I don't. Nice and wet. I don't want wet eggs. That sounds like there's water on them. Well, yeah, maybe. That does I've, not sound. I've never referred to them as wet before. Okay, good. <laughs> First good. time ever. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it up. Okay. Well. Uh. Well. Jennifer, thank you very much, and we would love to hear any uh, sort of recipes like that. Like, I've never heard of that, and that seems like, uh, because I'm not from England, and uh, I don't know, if is that a breakfast meal? With onion gravy and vegetables? That seems like not breakfast anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, not a breakfast that I'm eating. Nah. Yeah, probably not. I don't... I'm not even sure what some of those things are. I don't... Vegetables rarely come into breakfast territory. Is Like what? a Denver omelet, you know. Okay, you get some omelets, you get some you put vegetables, vegetables in, omelets. in there, maybe. You p eh, yeah, that's about it. Not an omelet guy. Most, most mm. omelette-y I get is like uh, some chopped up ham or something with some cheese. Okay. Just a ham and cheese omelet, maybe. You ever just have like avocado with uh, no. cottage cheese? Cottage cheese? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In your omelet? 
No, with avocado. Just buy just those two things for yeah. breakfast? Well, yeah. I mean, cottage cheese is clearly a breakfast substitute for lazy people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I could see that. All right, Dan. Now it's time for a little thing that we like to call Around. 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 What's happening, Dan? So I have not been doing much. And by much, I mean anything around the house. Not anything? Not even any food or or meals for your family? I count that as around the house. Well, I did cook an interesting dish. What'd you cook? uh, Was it delicious? It was... It involved kidneys. Okay. There were no children's knees. But I took some rice and I, uh, I, I, I... cooked it up in a pan and i uh, put that, in some is that rice that been like left over for your and now in no. your for you made it for that, this that would have been much better because then the rice wouldn't have been undercooked when i finished oh and it would have to had cook to it. add more liquid and do you know yeah sometimes when i try and use rice i mess up yeah do you have a, a rice lot. cooker Yes, but I was trying to cook it differently. I was trying to cook it as part of the dish, and that doesn't work for me somehow, some way. It's got to be like that in Uncle Ben's type rice. The you stuff use instant that, rice. Instant rice, yeah. But I, uh, it, it turned out okay when I added some more liquid and let it steep a little bit. But I did a couple. I fl- I, I did seasoned up some chicken patties, mm-hmm. and my plan, which got messed up by the rice not being quite cooked all the way was i i just seared the the chicken so it had a nice nice little uh, brown on it on just in a pan with some oil and then i i had that rice get getting ready and then i took the chicken and i just kind of nestled it in on top of that rice and i plopped it in the oven to finish to finish cooking the chicken and while okay. i was doing that i sauteed up some um uh, Broccoli and uh, mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms, but Rebecca likes mushrooms. So some broccoli and mushrooms. And then I took it out. When I took it out of the oven, then I put that broccoli and mushrooms all over the top. I cut up the chicken a little bit so it'd be easier to serve. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be like a, a one, one dish one meal, dish meal that I used three Multiple dishes. dishes and then cook. <laughs> Wait, I think you, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get the letter memory. of the law, but not the spirit <laughs> of the one dish meal. Yeah. Um, so next time I will just use an appropriate amount of liquid for the rice and then it won't be a problem. It was good. And I think after I tried to cook the rice a little more, I messed up the chicken. It was a little overdone at that time. So I can try this one again and I think I can get it down and I think it would probably just work better if it was day old rice, like you make fried rice with, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that would have been fine. That's a thing. Like whenever we make up rice, we have plenty left over, and then they can be used in future leftover meals. How like, big is your rice cooker? I mean, it's not giant. I don't think our you you have a bigger family. You have a bigger. You have four adults. Yeah, four adults well, at your three house. And three quarters adults. Uh, you not count Fran as a full adult anymore. No. She doesn't eat full adult meals Mm-mm. sizes. Mm-mm. Uh, 
so we have just the two adults and then uh our kids don't exactly so uh i don't know it's a medium sized rice cooker ours is just like the normal sized one which you can put in two cups of rice which makes four cups of rice i think we can put four cups of rice and then four oh, cups of water it's mean, like twice a lot as big of rice that's a lot of rice and it's magic. It just you put it in there, you flip a little switch, and then so long later, there's a lot rice. of bubbling through the through the little hole in the mm-hmm. lid. We had to uh, ours really splatters our rice cooker. Yeah, they all do. So oh, they all do. Yeah. Well, I put a. It's just a thing that we put a little funnel on top of it. Oh, on over the hole. Over the hole. Okay. So it stops so, the splatter from so it going still splatters, but splatters, it's but it's in the funnel. It's contained to there instead of everywhere. What if you just used like a a measuring cup? Anything, Dan. What if you didn't have a funnel? Anything. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> what what about what about one of those things where you flip it inside out and then you set it down and then it pops up? Those pop ball or those pop things? Yeah. Can I use one of those? And what if yes? What if I flip it first? How long will it stay? I don't know. Well, I think maybe the heat from the rice uh, air might keep it from popping because it's. I'll try making it tight. Uh, do that. I'll flip try. it over. Whatever those poppy things are. If anybody knows what those pop things are called, where you there's like a half circle. You flip them inside out, and then you set them on the ground. And they, they launch. Eventually, sometimes I had a giant one of those. Ooh. It was not as cool as Like you. three feet across? It was like eight feet across. Whoa. I bet it didn't work very well. It was physics. And I couldn't push it down. Oh, also that. Yeah. Well, uh, Dan, I got a lot because you're such a loser. I had to step up uh, we don't the, use, around the house. We don't use the L word okay, on Okay. Since you're such a non-winner. Okay. All when right. When it comes to things around the house. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. I had to do three things. Uh, with the torrential downpour a week and a half ago. Torrents of rain. I noticed a little bit of water upstairs mm-hmm. in my attic. The room I finished, what, five years ago now? Shoddy workmanship. I see. I thought mm-hmm. to myself, mm-hmm. oh, no. <laughs> Shoddy workmanship. Who am I no going to one to blame but yourself. Who am I going to blame for this thing? Oh, no. Yeah, there was just a tiny little bit of water right underneath my projector. I got Ooh. So, Ooh. And so the, what I did when I ripped for long, not long time listeners, but I assume everybody is a long time listener because we haven't got any new listeners for a while. So I assume you guys are in for the long run. They're hiding. So I took my roof, your regular old pitched roof, mm-hmm. and I took half of it, ripped it off, and then made the new roof go up on that side, making it nice and tall. If you can imagine a triangle and then you take the right side of the triangle and then lift it up so it's like pointing upwards so the new roof slopes and then rolls onto the old section of roof and right there in the middle i have a beam going across and that's where my projector is mounted for my uh my big my big tv pull down screen upstairs and right in the middle there's some water underneath it so I'm like, oh, no, there's a leak. And I was like, no, nah, it's just a little bit of water. So what I did, I took a plastic bag. I put it over the projector just oh, in case Okay, it's kept leaking. Yeah. And uh, 
See if you can catch some of that water on top of the projector. Instead of, yeah, so my projector wouldn't get ruined. And then a week and a half went by, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had that leak in my roof. I did notice some more, like, five days later, another rain. And I went up on the roof, and I was like, hey, I'm going up on the roof. This was on Sunday. And my kids are like, we go up on the roof. I'm like, yeah, sure you can. So I invited my children up to climb up a ladder, rickety ladder, stand on the patio cover of Why? the hot tub. Why does the ladder always have to be it's rickety? It's got to be rickety, man. <laughs> Why? Because, you know... You know uh, I have a rickety ladder. I get it. But it's got to be rickety. It's not that rickety. Mine is. It could be rickety-er. I mean, if it was old and wood. And, uh, and we get up the roof. My kids are having fun up on the roof. And... I look at the ridge of the roof where I was like, oh, maybe because I just had the old shingles. The new shingles just overlap the old shingles mm-hmm. at the at the peak. And I'm like, well, maybe some wind blew up and then those shingles got bent up or something. And I get up there and I'm like, oh, it looks fine. But I do have the ex- exhaust from my toilet going up at the point not in the middle of the roof, at the other side of the roof that I replaced, I have a four-inch pipe sticking up. I like to think of it as like a train smokestack mm-hmm. when I'm looking at it from down below. Yeah. What well, you go When you're in the bathroom, you go, choo-choo. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I do. And uh, I get up there, and I immediately say, well, there's the problem, because the four-inch pipe sticking out of the roof and there's a rubber gasket like thing that goes around that pipe is completely like just gone half of it's gone and there's a 1 inch gap where the water's just hitting there and just going right into my roof and since it's sloped towards the peak of the house the water goes in then travels 14 feet hits the beam and then drips down Oh, so it wasn't even like directly above it. It wasn't there. directly above it. It was just like like so like not even very much water and when I insulated the uh when I insulated the ceiling, I put that rigid foam, like 3-inch uh mm-hmm. thick foam in the bays, okay. the ceiling bays an inch down f- from the with the air gap for an air gap, so like the hot air. Can go so there's out. like an inch of water up there, just like backing up. No, it's just uh probably just landed on that uh, rigid insulation, went down the slope, and then dripped in the house. Huh, so okay. it didn't do any uh, damage to any of the sheetrock or whatever. And I fixed the problem. Bingo, bango! New gasket tripped to Home Depot. Good to go. Oh, you didn't even replace the pipe, just the gasket. It just slides right on over it. Oh, okay. The pipe can't, yeah, the pipe can't come off. Because it's connected somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, but I'm thinking it must have just been this 118 degree weather. Just heated up that pipe and the just plastic just it. completely melted. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, crazy to think about. I think I'm going to have to get up on my roof. Like, I try and go up there every year, but now I got to 
start peeking at more things. This is yet another reason why we should all be painting our roofs white with a with a thermal uh, protective paint. If you have uh, my grandma who lived in a mobile home out in uh, where's that place? Malheur County. No, out in Estacada. No, it's like uh, anyways, up towards Gresham, past Gresham. Mm, Troutdale. A, Troutdale. In the Troutdale. Trout. I knew somebody was that a, lived in a mobile home out there. And uh, and one time, one summer, we went out there and painted the roof. Because you just got to paint the roof white every so often. It's not actual shingles on a mobile home. It's yeah. just like sheets. Uh, it's just whatever, metal, metal roofs. And you got to paint them white to reflect the sun. I don't know why they make roofing black. Well... I I watched some videos about people talking about how we should be doing this, but also they showed pictures of it and it looks dumb. That's why we don't do it. Yeah, that could be because it a lot doesn't, of things get dirty. So it, maybe just uh I doubt it would get dirty. I think <laughs> what it is is just that if you did it, you would be the only house with that weird looking color on your roof mm-hmm. and people would be like, "What are you doing?" That doesn't look right. But if everybody did it, then it would just look normal. All right. Let's do this. Let's Everybody, let's team up. Let's paint our roofs white so we can all be... And also, can we roof. put stars on the bellies of all our sneeches? Yes. Okay. Because the ones, the sneeches with the star bellies are the best. Hmm. And also, so I did that. Remember that pants hook I was telling you about a couple weeks back? Maybe I do. Months? A friend of mine... Said, hey, I want a hook, like a coat hook, by uh, the front door, but I want it to say pants because I think it's funny. You, you walk in there, and, oh, and see, you got a place to hang your pants by the front door when you, guests come over and take off their pants. You told me when you told me about this, I assumed this person was actually going to hang pants. But what you're saying well, I mean, is, they're gonna, I got gotcha. you. Okay, it, carry on. It's half joke, half real. I got gotcha. you. Go ahead. I mean, Dan, yep. no, I got rule number one about wearing a suit, you don't sit down in the suit because it makes it wrinkle. Like you sit Crease, down, yeah, you, don't want to you take your jacket off mm-hmm. when you're sitting down and your jacket's all pristine hung up. So when you sit down, you got to take your pants off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know. They don't I know. Okay. So I finally did it. I uh, finished up that pants hook. I got the hooks on there and I did not think about this beforehand like i should have thought this way earlier in the process how am i going to mount this to the wall Mm -hmm. it would have been really easy to you know drill some holes through and just uh early on build the holes into the oh i could have hidden i could have hidden the holes behind the hooks and you'd never see it why didn't i think about that i was gonna suggest that to you but I thought that would be a little bit janky just to take a screw out of one of the hooks and just put a big one in. No, but. I was thinking just completely behind the hook. Mm-hmm. It was just two, mm-hmm. just going straight through into gotcha. the sheetrock, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I ended up doing was even more exotic. You know of a French, if you know of a French, and by exotic I'm talking France. You know uh, France, right? Yeah. Country. What do they wear when they go to a baseball game? The think... players, the baseball players. Uh, what do they wear on their shoe, their feet. Uh, cleats. Oh, they wear cleats. But these are not that kind of cleats. Oh, a French cleat. I don't know why they're called French cleats. I think you told me about one before. 
We've discussed it in discussed regards to hanging things on walls. Uh, well, I thought, oh, that'd be an easy thing. You mount this thing to the wall, but then how? what's going to keep it in place? Because a French cleat's nice if you're just going to set something there. Yeah. It is, you take a board, you cut a 45-degree angle, the length of it. Hot dog hot, ways. Hot dog ways. Imagine you cut out a piece of wood the shape of a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody's with me. The length of it, you cut a 45-degree cut the whole way. And then you mount one side. Itch my beard. Dan doesn't like it. You mount one side to uh, to the wall, and then the other side just sets. And because it's two forty-five degree angles, they hold it holds it tight to the wall. Okay. And that's nice for things that you're not going to be moving at all. But if you're p- putting on and taking off pants from this hook, I'm like, okay, how am I going to make this work? With this French cleat. I already had the French cleat idea. What am I going to do? I think I was talking with you on the phone, and you said maybe. Did you come up with the idea? Uh, well, this well, we is a it. well-known thing that you can do. We did it together. I believe we did it together. I haven't seen too many of these in this particular. On pants hooks, you mean? On pants hooks. This, <laughs> I mean, I watched some videos about people making French cleats in their garage, and you put a board up there to lock it in place. This is mildly different. Okay. Well, yeah. Mildly, because it's all on the thing that's mounting to the wall. So then I took, so I got that French cleat, like an inch and a half below it, I have another board that is uh, just perpendicular to that French cleat, mm-hmm. and then you set it on the wall. It also does a job of spacing out the bottom part of the uh, pants hook. Yep. And uh, so you set that on there, and then I have a third board mm. that you slide in from the side underneath the French cleat and that one board. There and you now you Solid. can't, you cannot, I mean, you could if you yanked on it really hard. But what if you made a secondary cleat? It doesn't even have to be French. It could be like 30 degrees. Belgian? I think that's Belgium, yeah. Maybe you could even do like a 15 degree. You could do a Yugoslavian cleat. I know the Dutch, they're just half. They half, yes. But so that that's a 90 degree, well. and that doesn't work. That's what you already have. Yeah. Um, but if you made a little bevel in that, then that piece of wood that you slide in could also have the opposite of that bevel. Oh, And then okay. it wouldn't be able to be at pulled all. at all. Okay. Well, I'm still working on this thing. It's pretty cool. I like how it works. And it you can just, whatever, if I'm making things that I'm going to be mounting to the wall, which I'm making different artwork that might mount, and I could say, hey, here's this thing. You just screw this to the wall, and then you set it on there, and then you slide this bit in, and it's secure. Boom. Or uh, I guess I could do it the old-fashioned way with just uh, one of those metal deals that you put a put a screw head in. That's mm. good enough for most things. Yeah, probably. But I don't want to do it that way, Dan. Not pants hooks, though. Yeah, pants hooks need that extra bit of security. But uh, I dropped it off. The gal was not, a friend of mine that wanted me to make it was not at work today, so she will be getting it tomorrow. Okay. She's pretty stoked about getting it. Uh, Hopefully, I told her if she doesn't like it, just throw it away and not tell me about it, because my heart's, you know, easily broken. 
Dan, what's uh, what are you up to this coming week? Well, turns out I'm going to go to the fine state of Hawaii. What? Yes. Awesome. So I assume the next time we hear from you, you'll have stories of sunbur- sunburns, snorkels, uh, uh, other things. Other things, yeah. Uh uh, painting, perhaps. I know you. I'm not painting. You're traveling with your friends that like to paint. That was a one-time deal. Never again. Never again. Maybe on the Oregon or the Washington coast at the time. Mm, you know yeah. where the where you stay inside. He wasn't packing all his gear, his painting gear, and heading off to Hawaii with it. No, he's got one so. checked bag just full of different colors of paint, and those weird kidney beans shaped platters that you put your thumb through yeah you don't see those much anymore that's for mixing paints okay so you have your all your different colors and then on your uh what do you call that thing the weird kidney bean paint platter it's got a name uh but you squirt different colors and you mix them together to get the color you want Mm -hmm. so if you want pink you put your red and your white and you man I I hate cleaning paintbrushes so much. Oh, one-time use. You just throw them away. Well, with your mixing paints and adding different things. Oh, you, you set them in a, in a glass of water. Yeah. And then that's it. That's why I'm into paint pens, Dan. Paint pens are legit. A couple, I bought a couple new paint pens this weekend just so I don't have to clean paintbrushes. I got, you know, because I'm always doing something. Uh... And then I want to be done doing that thing and immediately leave, just walk away. But then you got like an extra chore of Mm. cleaning paintbrushes. Mm -hmm. Boo. 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 Well, Dan, see you all next time. After work. Work.